Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfillan. and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truett. We're all about helping people become better business people or just become business people. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. I want to see how to become better business people. All right. Well, we can certainly do that. Uh, so I'm uh, super pumped up for about today. I, you're never pumped up. What's going on? Oh, well, you know what? It's not often that we get to have superheroes superheroes on our podcast okay so no no i'm not i'm not talking about the avengers these are superheroes within the franchising world and we get to have some time with them today all right well i'm dying to know who's who's well, joining oh, us well, well you know the these guys are, are really i think done a nice job of developing a, a franchise group that they're they're about bringing integrity to the franchising industry and so i'm excited nat we have zach butler and josh skolnick here to join us today hey welcome guys hey, great to be here thanks for having us easy for me to say how are you guys <laughs> living the life very good so so i'll ask the the first question i know i introduced you guys as superheroes because I, I i am you guys are i'm your biggest fan and so the first question, and I'll, maybe I'll, I'll start with you, Josh, is how did you guys come up with developing the idea of horsepower brands? So for Zach and I, we have an extensive background in franchising. So we really want to team up together and build something that hasn't been done in the past privately. There's a lot of private equity behind uh, some big umbrella brands, but we really wanted to do things grassroots. We are operators. We understand what it takes to build and develop franchise organizations. So we wanted to have a multi-brand uh, empire builder opportunity where people can really deploy their own capital to own multiple businesses within our portfolio. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you guys have a rich uh, experience in franchising. So you've built franchise companies before where you've actually built them, where you've got franchises opened and they're successful. So tell tell me a little bit about kind of what you did before you started with Horsepower Brands. Yeah, I started in franchising in 2012 with a brand Monster Tree Service. Um, started that brand, made a lot of mistakes um, early on, uh, awarded about 28 franchise uh, units pretty quickly with that business, paused development for two years to fix what many would have considered to be a cake that was half-baked, deployed over $2 million in capital, paused royalties, fixed everything over an 18 to 24-month period, relaunched, at which time I met Zach Butler, who took on development for Monster Tree Service and grew it to over 240 franchise locations pretty quickly. And then ultimately ended up acquiring a second franchise brand, Redbox Plus, in June of 2018. That brand had four locations, and we grew it in a three-year period to 305 units across the country. And both of those brands, um, I've since exited and now put 100% of my time and energy into horsepower brands. Oh, that is awesome. So, um, Zach, how long has horsepower brands been around? Uh you know, we started working on this project uh, at towards the end of 2019, spent really all of 2020 dialing in what we would call our proprietary franchise or process. And then we really launched in December, January of, uh, uh, well, I'd say probably more like January of 2021. In so, the middle of um, a pandemic. Okay. Yeah. 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 In a pandemic. And so, you know, as we think about one of the things that I've been impressed with Horsepower Brands is the resources that you guys have brought to developing the infrastructure behind it. So maybe, uh, Josh, you could tell us a little bit more about kind of what you guys have built in terms of the infrastructure. Yeah. So when it comes to infrastructure, you hear us often talk about intellectual capital being one of our core values because we invest heavily in people. 
Uh, we recognize that, that without the right people, it's going to be very difficult for us to grow and scale, and most importantly, help our franchisees achieve profitability. So we front load the investment on the people. Each one of our brands, when we launch them, the first brand in our portfolio was Mighty Dog Roofing. And when we launched that brand at our first discovery day, we had over 20 employees that were there to support the franchisees when they began coming on um, as franchisees in our organization. But it doesn't just stop with building infrastructure with people. It's thinking even deeper in how can we support our franchisees uh, beyond just what we do at the brand level. So we actually have a vendor vertical where we've actually acquired many vendors we work with and have launched some vendor verticals to make sure that we have better support for our franchisees in areas that the franchisor may not be an expert in. Things like digital marketing, supply chain, procurement, it's all kinds of different avenues that we really get involved in to make sure that we've got our finger on the pulse to control the quality of service and most importantly, the cost of those services. Yeah, I, I'm really impressed with the digital marketing company you guys bought and why you did that. So can you maybe, uh, Zach, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Rocket Digital? Because I think that's pretty amazing what you guys have done there. Yeah, so we, you know, as Josh and I, we worked really closely with previous franchise brands. I did franchise development for uh, over 10 brands at this point, And it always came down to the same thing. You'd ask how you get leads and people would give you this blanket statement of we do digital marketing. And what I came to find out is that digital marketing has got to be the most fragmented market on earth as far as industry. And so as Josh and I started to scale up these franchise brands, it was very evident that the marketing companies were very good at diverting blame of what the problem was. It was either, uh, well, your messaging isn't right, or you need a new website, or you need to spend more money. And after we got fairly educated, we started tracking a lot of the data and uh, we held the, we started holding them accountable and it didn't work. So we went out and interviewed 10 to 12 different companies and we came across a company that was so transparent. It made me want to puke. Uh, they said, here's how you hold us accountable. Here's how it's going to work. Here's how much I need to spend. We'll invest some of our money to prove to you. And they, they started out with Redbox plus, and they turned it into one of the largest online lead generation platforms for the dumpster business. Wow. And as we started to launch with that company, we scale as a franchisor, we're a volume company. We scale very quickly and very few vendors can keep up with us. So we made the decision, Josh and I, to acquire controlling interest in that company. That allowed us to pull back the curtains and really understand how things are being produced, what the production arms look like, the costs. And then we came out with a fixed fee model where there's no commissions. It's very transparent. And that's, and that's how we operate. Yeah. And that's, you guys invest in quality, whatever you do. And I think one of the things that I've been impressed is, is the infrastructure you've built with horsepower brands around people. And you, you mentioned that earlier, Josh, is that you're, you're hiring people, but I heard, I think the other day, you, you guys are close to a hundred uh, employees in just a very short, in one year. That's amazing. Yeah. In 2021, we hired just shy of a hundred employees. And now um, you know, well into the first quarter of 2022, uh, we're, we're way past that 100 number. And um, our focus now is uh, making sure that we have enough space to house all our employees because <laughs> we have very few uh, remote employees. Most people are in, in-house in at our corporate office in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we currently operate out of a 13,000 square foot facility and a second um, 50,000 square foot facility, but we've been um, having our eyes on some pretty large scale office buildings to be able to sustain the growth over the coming years. So as we talk about horsepower brands and you guys are really investing in the technology and the people and all that kind of stuff, what's your vision going forward with horsepower brands? I know you guys have, you know, kind of multiple franchise concepts under the horsepower umbrella, but where do you, what's the grand vision for horsepower brands? 
So when we look at the way we're growing, we are looking to develop 25 businesses by the end of 2025. So that's a mixture of franchisors as well as the vendor verticals that support them. We envision in the ballpark of 15 franchise brands and about 10 vendor verticals that are supporting those franchisees uh, with revenues well into the billions. And truly for us, when we get to that point, we start to reach that type of scale. We recognize there's a lot of people out there beyond our franchisees and employees that believe in what we do as an organization that may not have the monetary means to invest in one of our franchise opportunities. So we think the opportunity of taking horsepower brands public is a very viable option to where we can allow people, our employees, our franchisees, our friends, our family, everyone that believes in what we're doing that may not have been able to buy one of these locations because either they didn't have the monetary means or the location might have been sold out an opportunity to invest and really see this thing become one of the biggest franchising parent companies ever developed. And one of the best run ones, right? I mean, you guys are just absolutely amazing at what you guys put in there. And so, so I believe right now, um, I know of three franchise concepts under the horsepower umbrella. I'm a huge fan of the first one, Mighty Dog Roofing. Um, maybe, uh, Zach, you can tell us a little bit more about Mighty Dog Roofing. Yeah, we Josh and I, when we looked at the first concept that we wanted to uh, to look into, uh, we first sat back and said, what do the brands that we want to acquire need to have? And the first is we want brands in home service, but we want the home services to be uh, very competitive. We want a large consumer demand, but we want more the, the competitors. We want them to be very unsophisticated. So there's no better place for a franchise system to come in and grab market share then, well, there's a lot of people that want the service and the people that provide the service don't really do it very well. Uh, franchising can fix those problems quickly and it allows us to capture market share at a fast rate. Uh, and roofing is, there's no national competitors. It's the least trusted service with the highest average <laughs> ticket on the home. So it, it made perfect sense for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, the candidates that I've sent over there, they have invested. I, I think I've placed seven people in Mighty Dog Roofing. I just, it's an amazing business model. You guys have done an exceptional job, I think, putting it together. Um, and it's definitely neat. I, I wish you guys were here in Illinois because I would I would have you guys do my roof here uh, this spring. So I truly appreciate that. And, and as we talk about that explosive, how many, how many Mighty Dog uh, franchisees do you have or licenses are under development? Right now, we have uh, we're over 50 franchisees, and we've surpassed 200 territories. Uh, as of April of this year, 100% of those will be open in operation. Wow, that is that's explosive growth, and the idea of getting 100% of them opened uh, by April is is pretty amazing. So, tell me about um, maybe a second franchise concept that you have under your umbrella. Uh, so Blingle is our second brand, and Blingle is in the outdoor lighting space, and it provides landscape lighting, holiday lighting, and event lighting. Again, huge demand for the service, no national competitors, very, very fragmented. The cost per click or the digital advertising spend on this brand is, 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 is uh, one of the cheapest out there. So we're looking our chops on the digital marketing side. Uh, but that, that industry... Uh, it's going, to, it's going to be really exciting because it's visual and we have some we have some really attractive customer acquisition strategies that are unique to that brand that are going to really set it down a path for explosive growth. Yeah. And it, that's not just a seasonal business, right? You do uh, residential, commercial, holiday lighting, but you also do like landscaping lighting. You do uh, holiday event lighting. So it's a full lighting company. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's full time. The, the landscape lighting is a huge part of that industry and business. Uh, holiday lighting obviously is is typically from August ramps up through December, and then event lightings are uh, spring, summer, and fall. But uh, 
Landscape lighting is large average ticket, uh, typically easier to market to. So we're excited to, to bring those three services together. That's awesome. Uh, and, and today we have, uh, and today I think we have seven franchisees with, uh, uh, oh no, we have 10 franchises with over 50 territories at this point. Wow. And that's and you've, in a very short amount of time. That's that's amazing right. from a standpoint. So uh, Zach, tell us about the last one, the third one. So the third brand we have uh, is uh, iFoam, which is spray foam insulation, blown insulation, and then the removal uh, and replacement of old insulation. And we looked at that industry. It's very similar to roofing, but where spray foam is the future of the insulation industry. It's a far superior product for uh, when you look at our values. And when we looked at where the industry is going, where, where, where the future is taking us, uh, the, the electricity or, or the footprint needed for a home is getting higher, higher, and higher. And so the focus being put on efficiency is getting better and better. And that industry, uh, we did our due diligence and we went, we took 10 markets and we called 10 competitors in each market and not a single one schedules an appointment. Holy cow. You <laughs> about fragmented, it's like, oh my goodness. So yeah. again, we the customer acquisition strategy, we can get pretty creative. We have some uh, revolutionary things that we've invested in. Uh, we've, we, we have our powerhouse call solutions that can obviously solve that initial problem. So we, we feel like we can get to the forefront of that industry quickly. Yeah. So you guys have put together an exceptional infrastructure behind horsepower brands. You've brought in some great specific franchise concepts, all under this idea of finding uh, that there's need and there's not really anybody doing that. So, so you guys have done an ex, a great job with that. So tell me, what are you guys looking for in franchise partners? What, what characteristics, what, what are you looking for in future um, franchisees? Uh, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit, uh, Josh. Yeah, so I can speak to uh, from what we're looking for in brands, and then Zach can speak to what we look for in franchise candidates. But we are looking for industries that are very fragmented. We're focused on, we've got to focus on the service industry. So we like to be in, on, or around the home. Um, and all of those also have a commercial component to them. But what we found in our very unique customer acquisition strategies is that when we go in the residential sector first, we're dealing directly with the purchasing agent, the homeowner, and then the commercial side of the business is a little bit more of a farming event. You need to build those relationships. Uh, the time to close is a little bit longer, but the average job size can be substantially higher on a commercial project, especially when you look at like the roofing business. You know, an average residential roof is going to be sub $10,000 where you can have commercial roofs that are, you know, 5, 10, 20 times that um, in some markets across the country, but they take a little bit longer. We're looking for average unit volume of at least a million dollars and something that can be semi-absentee where there is uh, availability of labor, most importantly, because we do have a recruiting division that will help our franchisees to recruit all of their labor. So I find when we go into any one of the businesses we're in, there's really three common fears that our franchisees have when they get into these businesses. And so we want to be able to address them as we're evaluating brands. And number one is, is there really a need for another one of these businesses? And as we all know, dealing with service businesses, uh, there's very few great experiences that you've heard of. So <laughs> right then and there it tells you there's need for a, a, a very uh, you know professionalized business in that sector. The other one is, how am I going to get leads? We solve that through digital marketing and the customer acquisition strategies and give a high level of confidence to the franchisees through the process. And then the third is, how am I going to get people? And our recruiting division is able to help accomplish those three fears um, that third fear of the three that they have coming in, which increases that level of confidence to then uh, see somebody take that leap of faith to get into our business. 
What Zach is, is the recruiting department, what you guys do, helping the franchisees find those skilled trades people, the, the workers, is that something special for you guys that you do that maybe a lot of other franchisors don't do? That is, it's, it's very unique within franchising. We actually get asked often, um, how do you guys do it? How do you charge for it? And what we do is we, uh, we do not charge for it because we recognize that by staffing our franchisees locations, it gives them the ability to continue to expand and grow. And then the return to us is in the increased volume in their business and the royalties that they pay for us at the franchisor level. So yeah, we're investing into their growth. That's great. And that's an awesome resource that you provide. Uh, Zach, maybe tell us a little bit about what you're looking for in business partners in terms of the individual characteristics. Uh, well, Pete, culture is one of the most important things to Josh and I. And I'll never forget one of the first discovery days. There was there we had a, I had a candidate that was smart, well-capitalized, Ask great questions. Uh, at the end of it, Josh said, I would never want to take a phone call from that guy. Absolutely not. And so culture is so important. And uh, it was a difficult personality. And so it wasn't the right fit. But uh, Josh made a very good point is that we want to work with people that we like and that fit our culture. And our culture is that we're aggressive. We're fast paced. We like to make decisions quickly. We pivot if needed. And we're transparent. And uh, one of the things I, I remember I, I attended this seminar was about being confrontational that you care enough about people to have a confrontational conversation. And we have those with franchisees. And so when we sat together and we said, who is our avatar? Who's our ideal candidate? And we think it's for almost any one of our brands. Uh, it's an optimistic person, number one. Good business owners are looking for solutions and looking for opportunities. They're not constantly looking and, and getting down into the rabbit hole of every possible problem. Uh, the second is we want aggressive people with an empire builder mentality. We are looking to have people that are capable of having multiple brands under their personal umbrella at a local level. So being multi-brand operators. Uh, third is we're fast paced. So we like people that are fast paced and we want people to be transparent. We want them, if they are struggling, we want them to come to us and have those questions and be open and honest and be able to take, to be able to take that feedback and again, be coachable. That's what yep. it comes down to. And one of the things you guys do, I think, on the back end is you guys do success coaching with the franchisees each month, right? You're going through all the KPIs and kind of helping them um, dial it in. Is, is that right? Well, it's important. Uh, I was a franchisee that did fail. I built an $8 million business and then lost everything. So I was one of the people that fell out of the system. And it was because I, it was nobody's fault but my own. But I wasn't improving myself. I wasn't budgeting things correctly. And I wasn't forward thinking enough at the time to understand where the industry was going. So we spend a lot of time on coaching people how to be better entrepreneurs, leaders, uh, and, and business operators. And so we do that with success coaches walking through what we call EOS or traction, which is a fantastic tool. We do tax preparation, education. We do marketing one-on-one -on -one education on a monthly basis. So we're trying to improve their skills so that we can, again, become have better uh, operators that can be multi-brand franchisees. Yeah, I think that makes you guys special. You know, as, as we think about finding the right people, um, I always like to ask, and, I, and I'll start with you, uh, Josh, is that uh, as we take this as a broader approach is what's the best piece of advice somebody's ever given you around business? It, truthfully, uh, there's never a right time to start a business. Um, and there's all, regardless of how much experience you have, there's always going to be some level of fear. And people actually don't believe me when I tell them this piece that with all of the successful business ventures, and I've had dozens of successful businesses that I've launched over the years, 
you know, in my, in my career as an entrepreneur, every single one I go into with the same level of fear as I had in my first business, because even though history has a tendency to repeat itself, I don't believe that you can take an approach where I've been successful in everything that I've done before. So that's a guarantee that this new business is going to be a success. So we invest heavily in making sure that we uh, approach things with a high level of confidence, but avoid any arrogance in what's going to happen to get us to a point of being successful. Well, that's great advice. And how about you, Zach? What's the best piece of advice anybody's ever given you? Boy, I could go on for a day and a half probably. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, high energy uh, sales visionary type personality. Josh is the same way. So we we're the idea guys. We have a, we have lots of new ideas. We chase the, the, the shiny squirrel around all day. Uh, and, uh, I got to a point where the, uh, uh I heard uh, this saying is that focus creates wealth and diversification preserves it. And so, uh, now Josh and I have, we're very self-aware where we meet, when we do something, we put a high level of focus on it. And if we don't have the ability to put that focus, we need someone that has the intellectual capital and capacity to put that focus on that project. And that's why you see us have, I mean, we have more employees now than some of the largest franchise umbrella companies out there. Yeah. And that's because we know where we're going and the level of support we need for these emerging brands is, is, is tremendous, but we need the people that I mean, we need great people and we have them. Yeah. You guys have done an exceptional job. All the people I've worked with are just exceptional. You guys have a great culture and a great organization. I always like to find, I'm always looking for new books. So I'll start with you, uh, Josh. What, what's your, what's your favorite book? It's a great question. And I do not have one because I'm not much of a book reader. I'm more of a <laughs> researcher when, when I want to uh, learn about something, I go out and I actually research it. So Zach can answer that question better because he's got enough books for, um, everybody that's going to listen to this podcast <laughs> to, uh, tomorrow as he's showing you in his camera now. All right. All right. We, we have limited time, uh, Zach. So, uh, understanding you've got hundreds of books there. What is out of that big stack, your favorite book? So I like to read books for specific problems. And if there was one book that solved the most problems, it's probably how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Old classic, but an awesome book for sure. One I just got today was Rhinoceros Success, The Secret to Changing Full Speed Towards Every Opportunity. All right. Now, do you, you obviously read paperback or do you do listen to them on Audible? Do you, do, what, how do you consume your books? I do both. I have an hour drive to the office every single day. So hour drive to the office, hour drive back. So I do both. Wow. That is amazing. Hey, guys, uh, congratulations on what you've developed with Horsepower Brands. Uh, I really do believe you guys are superheroes. You guys are changing the franchising industry by, I think, adding integrity and doing something that nobody else has really done. So congratulations on your success. And I'm looking forward to see you guys continue to build this amazing uh, organization and, and opportunity for many, many people. Appreciate you having us, Pete. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.